right, we are back. The radio show ATL, The Aftermath, is back with you with another great guest. Easy, man. How you feeling, man? Pretty good, bro. Um, looking forward to this interview with Bella. Um, she's got a lot of things going on in a good way. So looking forward yeah, to talking okay. to her. So, yes, we're going to be talking to the talented Bella Maori. All right, she's a actress, a screenwriter, and a model. All right, that's enough to talk about right then. But she's got even more than that. So let's bring her into the conversation and let's talk to her. You are now listening to the radio show. And I have not cooked that shit well done. It was excellent. Let me tell you, let me just put this to you like this here. Somebody, you know, I go out somewhere and I order myself well done and they come back. It's got a line of pink of it. The whole table may just get turned over. Cook it all the way. There you go. You're going to have your wife in the back. You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right, we're back with another episode of The Aftermath, and we got the lovely and talented Bella Maori hanging out with us. Bella, thanks for taking the time to come on the show. We definitely appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, yes, absolutely. So, Bella, with you, you have um, what I would describe as a very diverse background when it comes to your resume. I mean, it's a bunch of things on there. You're a writer, an actress, a model, just to name a few. So if we could focus on the screenwriting, when did you know that was something that you wanted to do? Was there like a movie or show where you were like, the writing just jumped out at you? Um, <clears throat> well, I've always, I've, I mean, I've been writing since I was eight. And then I got into screenwriting um, in like 2011. And so, um, but I saw, um, I think it's a show called Dear White People. I think it was on Netflix. And I just really liked that concept. And cause I know that it comes from a place, um, it was a book. And so um, <clears throat> it kind of just inspired me to, to tell, you know, to tell my stories too. I, I just felt like I couldn't tell my story or who was going to want to listen. But then when I saw that, that storyline and those issues, and those, those, those align with some of the issues that I, that I have and things that I write about, I said, why not? <laughs> and so I guess that's kind of motivated me and just seeing other black filmmakers and, and Jordan Peele and Spike Lee and, like that okay yeah so getting some motivation from some of the people that you were watching um that a lot of us are familiar with this mm -hmm. sort of make that your motivation so in speaking about that about the web series <clears throat> ugly which the pilot has been well received seeing about the awards and things of that nature would you describe this as a passion project and how does it feel to have something that you created seeing it come to life oh wow great question um I think it is a passion, but I feel like it's also a necessity. Um, I think it's just a message that I want to tell, um, you know, about colorism and how it destroys and, you know, prevents people from getting certain opportunities and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it, it was it was it was a labor of love because I shot it during COVID. So um, <laughs> that was pretty interesting, <laughs> you know, doing a, um, a COVID production. But um, yeah, like I've, I've always wanted to to tell that story. Um, and it's so ironic because just today I found out that it was in the semifinals with another film festival. Um, wow. So I was like, wow, <laughs> I didn't realize it was going to be doing all that. And so I think people really um, resonate with the message. And so that's that was my my goal and my aim. So, yeah. I had to say that had to be a good feeling to see something that you, you know, that was birthed from a thought process. And the next thing you know, it's not just on paper, it's live 
in living color. Yeah, it's kind of it. trippy. Yeah. It's trippy. I, I wrote it at the beach. One day I just went to the beach because I'm in LA. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, I just went to the beach because it inspires me for some reason. And I just wrote it. And it felt like this is what I need to do. I, I hand wrote it out. And um, and from that to just seeing all of this, it is, it's like overwhelming, you know? Um, wow. <laughs> just, yeah, that is, that is a wow for real. And then hand handwriting it, you know, in this day and age of tech, you're yeah. handwriting it. That means that the ideas were flowing. That, that is excellent and inspiring to hear. So um, just again, we're talking to the talented Bella Mayori, all right? So you can find her on Instagram at bella.mayori um, on the Playboy uh, affiliate site. So that's uh, centerfold.com slash Bella Mayori. And her website is bellamayori.com. EZ, do you have something for Bella? Yeah, so, you know, you mentioned that, you know, you've been um, featured in a few film festivals, been nominated for some awards. <clears throat> you know, my sister, she did a documentary and she kind of went through the same process. She got nominated for a few awards and different things like that. How would you describe that experience? I don't know if you attended any in person or not, but how would you describe that experience of like being there in person as a featured, you know, filmmaker? Like, how would you describe that experience and just kind of being there? And like you talked about earlier, your story being kind of brought to life and being recognized. Right. <clears throat> it's it's just, oh my gosh, it's unbelievable. Because I, 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 I premiered it, um, uh, I think it was earlier this year. I hope I'm not wrong because it seems like all these dates are going wrong, but I think it was earlier this year in April, I think. We had a premiere. I hope it was in April, but I can't remember right now. Um, but um, it was just like, wow, just seeing all that and, and all the hard work that goes into it. It's just not me. It's, you know, it's the, I'm sure your sister can vouch to that. The whole production company, the people that come and, you know, show their talents through acting and, and it's just, it is, it's, you just can't believe it, especially for a black woman. I mean, I, I never thought I'd be able to do any of those things growing up in South Central LA, you know? <laughs> so um, that's, I think that I just want other young black girls to be inspired by those type of things. And like, you can do whatever you set your mind to. You just have to keep moving forward. So yeah. Absolutely. And with you being, you know, a black young lady in from LA, um, did Issa Rae have kind of like any inspiration or like kind of any influence on you and like what you do? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a big fan of hers. Um, I remember when she first came out, her show was on YouTube and I was like, wow, that's, you know, that's dope. And um, I just I've seen her career just do amazing. And I, I like how she tells stories of, you know, black women in Los Angeles and just that experience. <clears throat> I think it's just great. Um, yeah, she's, she's dope. She's dope. Yeah. I mean, I, I love the show too. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's really I, good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been to LA a few times and, and, you know, I'm low key obsessed with it. You know, I don't want to spend an hour just raving about LA, but like I'm low key, low -key. obsessed with the city. You know, I, I try to go there as much as I can. So, you know, there's a lot of influence there. There's a lot of people mm -hmm. of different cultures. So I'm sure that, you know, you got to write on paper because you might think of something that you saw just, you know, hitting up a strip somewhere and just being like, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, literally, I literally have stuff written on napkins, on yeah. receipts and stuff that I, I mean, it's like when the inspiration comes, you just got to get it out, you know. Um, you would think I would just record it in my phone, but I'm so old school. I don't know what it is. I have to write 
things down. You know, I have to, that's just like my process. I feel like it's so authentic when you're writing it and you're kind of connected to it in that way through the pen and versus if you're just typing it on a computer, you know, that personal experience, I think with the words is what I really, um, I really like to do. It kind of puts into the work more authentically, I guess, old school. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. So for you, like, what do you think is like the next story that you want to tell or something that um, you feel like you want to bring to life? Hmm, interesting. Because I do have something up my sleeve. <laughs> well, you know, without, without you know, revealing too much, you know, if you want to just give like a high level, you know. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, let's see, how can I say it without <laughs> giving away too much? Um, we never really see stories about Black people in the apocalypse, right? And there's so many, because I mean, I, I don't know if you go to Clubhouse, but we'll just, <laughs> start, we'll just start running. If the uh, apocalypse is popping out, we're going to run. So that that's why you'll see us in it. Well, there's always like these rooms on Clubhouse about, you know, what we will do and, you know, make sure you have all your stuff ready. And so I just, I don't know, I've always just kind of wanted to see the end of the world or, you know, just at that time of Armageddon or the end of the world seen through a Black perspective because we always see it through a different gaze. And I, I just think that would be interesting. Yeah, no, that th I think that would be cool. I'm just interested to know, would your approach be a serious approach or would it be a comedy? Because I feel like a lot of folks, I feel like there's a bunch of black people in the apocalypse. We're going to be acting a fool and saying a bunch of unintentional <laughs> funny shit. So... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I want it to be serious. Maybe there might be some moments in there, but, you know, I, I don't want to be like, you know, it's like, you know, it seems like Black people always have to be funny sometimes. And, you know, sometimes we do have serious stories. Everything doesn't have to be like, you know, buck dancing and, you know, being funny. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah no, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad to know that I think you're, you're thinking of going a serious route with it because, you know, people watch The Walking Dead. They watch all these other shows. <clears throat> right? uh, what was that movie with Sandra Bullock on Netflix? Bird Box or whatever it was called. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, everybody was making fun of, oh, man, if that was black people, you know. Yeah, you know, we, we, always just, we just go on a thread on Twitter and just make a bunch of jokes about it. So uh, it'd be interesting to see, like, a different mm -hmm. perspective, a different tone. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's so interesting. I won't say how it ended up with just mostly black people being at the apocalypse, that's another thing, but I yeah. think it's, it's a be, it'll be an interesting thing to tell. Um, because I, I don't know if you've seen Nope yet, but this is fantastic. I don't know if you've seen Nope. I, I haven't, I haven't. Okay, I won't give it away. <laughs> yeah, please don't, because 16 hates spoilers. Okay, okay, okay. No, I'm not gonna give away any yeah. spoilers, but it's kind of it kind of like what we're talking about in terms of, you know, telling a story is serious, but then there may be some moments in there that are funny because funny things happen in our lives. But right. um, I think Jordan Peele is really brilliant when he does how he brings those two elements together. And so, um, yeah, of course, serious. <laughs> cool, cool. You are now listening to The Radio Show. Yeah, so let me just go ahead and just put this out there and own it. I am one of those parents. I have been guilty of dropping mine off one day with a very questionable temperature. And by the time I got to my office, they was like, quit playing, come pick her up. So, from my understanding, that is not going to fly this time. Before that kid gets out the car good, they're going to have to have been uh, temperature checked. Oh, don't, don't, you call it what you want to, but I've had to get some work done. I was like, look, mama just needs you to make it through about the first two classes 
and then I'll come back and get you. I'm but I just dead. need you to go for a minute. I am so dead. <laughs> she knew that she was gonna get the phone call. She said, "Baby, just make it to the second period, okay?" <laughs> You're listening to the radio show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. Going into um, your modeling. So with you being a, a centerfold, unfortunately, uh, and there's a lot of misogyny in, in our society. Um, do you um, do you ever feel because that because you are a model that people can be dismissive of how talented you are? Absolutely. Yeah, because there's people who are like surprised that I'm pursuing a Ph.D. right now. I'm like. Well, I mean, <laughs> have a brain, you know, so yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, but then I kind of can look at both sides. I'm not going to just kind of be like, you know, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm taking pictures and I'm nude or, or something like that, I mean, I don't expect people to be like, oh, I wonder what kind of science, you know, or like, I wonder what she's, you know, like, what is her, what is her uh, theorem or what, you know, I don't, I don't expect that because I'm putting myself out there in that way. But like, um, I, I really just want people, you know, women to know that, you know, you don't, you can do it all and you can still be feminine and you can, you know, still be all these things. So, um, misogyny doesn't bother. I mean, it's like, I think if you let it bother you, you just have to carve your own way and, and be strong in that way. Um, and, and you won't even, you know, won't you like misogyny, just blow off your shoulder. <laughs> so yeah. That's such a positive outlook on it. Cause she was just like, uh, you know, Whatever, that don't bother me none. You know, people gonna be yeah, people. Yeah. I, would, I gotta I mean, keep doing there. me. Mm-hmm. It's there all the time, you know. I mean, I feel like you have to choose your battles. Um, a really good friend of mine told me that a long time ago. You know, she told me, choose your battles, you know, because if you worry about every little thing, you'll never have any peace. And so I'm very excited by that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's some real talk right there. Yeah, that, yeah. choose your battles. Yeah, good <laughs> no misogyny, you know. I don't give a damn. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> No, not like that. Oh, no, you're going to have feminists coming after me. But no. um... (laughs) Man, you're going to be all over ready, getting canceled. No, no, no. (laughs) Get canceled before I even go. Like, Yeah, nah, not at all. (laughs) No, but you know what I mean. I I just feel like it's people are really sensitive these days. And um, we just need to have more thick skin. You know, just don't worry about every little thing, you know. Yeah, and I think, too, to that point, like, not everybody is intention mm-hmm. is trying to be an asshole. Not everybody's trying to hurt your feelings, right? Like there are some people that just don't understand, okay, that's offensive or okay, that is not the right thing to say in this situation. Not everybody's trying to be an asshole and trying to, you know, mm-hmm. do whatever, you know. Yeah, so that's a good point. Yeah, you make a great point because then you also think people don't really consider the source that's saying it. Right. Everyone doesn't deserve for their for their opinion to be, I guess. I mean, you know, some some people are saying things and you're like, what? <laughs> you know, like just consider the source of where the information is coming from. And then that kind of determines how you're going to respond or if you respond at all, you know, because sometimes it's not really worth the, right. the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. let me let me ask you. So. Um, what would you say is the most difficult part about acting that people don't see? Because, you know, many people look at movies and they say, well, that's an easy process, but you got multiple takes, you got long days. And then you, uh, one thing that you alluded to that didn't cross my mind when we were talking about that is that you did, you filmed something during the pandemic when you're supposed to be socially distancing away from people 
and you know you're in close contact. So what is a big, mis a big misconception that someone who's just watching film would have about the process of making? Um, <clears throat> I think all the, the elements that go into it, like for example, when I was shooting Ugly, we couldn't have any air conditioner or anything on because it's gonna interrupt with the sound. So it was hot as hell, like, you know? It was like, it was grueling, like you just, I was like, what are we doing? And then the long hours and it's just, it's a lot of physical work, mental, you're dealing with different personalities. You're dealing with like all kinds of things going on, permits and insurances. And then, you know, if things are gonna, if, you're, if your talent is something going on with them. So there's like all these things that are going on, on one, in one spot. So when you see the film, you don't see any of that. <laughs> you just see the final product, but it takes a lot, like a village. It takes a village to, to make a film <laughs> and raise children, sure, it's, it's crazy. Not yeah. to mention memorizing all them damn lines. Well, yeah, I mean, well, actually the way that you shoot it is that whatever scene it is you're doing, you can just, well, that's what I do. <laughs> you can memorize those lines for that scene, not like the whole script. So like, say if you're if you're gonna work like one day and then you'll see the scene you're in, I usually just will memorize it like that. But most of the time they'll feed you your lines. You know, it's, it's not a matter of life or death. Um, if you forget something, you just do it again. Okay, know? gotcha. <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever have a moment like that where you were forgetting your lines like you thought you had it down and you're like on take 12 and everybody's looking at you like Bella really she she really owned it today like let's go you know you ever had that happen to you heck yeah I did <laughs> I shot this um I think it was uh, last year I shot this for uh I don't know for a, like a Pangea makeup or something I mean Pangea face whatever queen and I just could, I kept stumped like tongue tied or something. And I was so embarrassed because I just had to keep doing it over and over. I couldn't say what was on the script. So they had to like reword it so it would flow out of my mouth better. And I was just mortified. I was like, oh God. <laughs> and so I just, I couldn't say it. You know, sometimes it's just like that. You know, what are you going to do? You know, <laughs> I guess you do another take. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or they could fire you. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I've never been fired, but. Let's I mean, hope they don't happen. do that. Yeah, Let's yeah. Let's hope not. <laughs> so, again, we're talking to the talented Bella Maori. All right, so you can follow her on Instagram at bella.maori. All right, and you can also go to her website. That's bellamaori.com. Easy, get on back in here, man. I know you got something else for Bella. So, we talked about the Playboy Centerfold a little bit. Um, what made you want to get into modeling? Is that something that you kind of always wanted to do? Was it just kind of a really nice opportunity that you never thought about? Like, how did that uh, whole process unfold? Right, good question. Um, I, it's funny, I always wanted to be a writer and an actress, because I felt like I just wanted to tell stories in some type of capacity. But for some reason, I just kept getting like modeling opportunities. And so I was like, well, I'll just do it, you know, um, because it'll get me, you know, maybe to a point where I can start to like, now what I'm doing, like doing my own stuff. But um, yeah, I actually did like, dude, I was, when I, I was a geek, I was <laughs> like uh, braces, skinny, um, like the whole night I was bookworm. <laughs> so, Murray, you look, um, he looking just like me. Geeks didn't look like that when I was in high school. What about you? I, I, don't, I don't remember that. I mean, I no, was one in high school and I didn't look like that either. So. <laughs> <I was> totally <laughs> 
Well, I was like, it was, it was crazy. I was an introvert, you know, I don't know. I, it, you know, that's, it's not something I was just like, Oh, I can't wait until one day, you know, um, nah, I was the classic, you know, nerd girl skateboarding, <laughs> you know? So, so did that like, yeah, I know you mentioned that you were kind of introverted. Did that kind of help you out? Like with your personality, with your confidence, but like, you know, Hey, I'm doing this. Like I'm a, my photo's going to be in, in front of a bunch of people. Like, how did that kind of help you with being an introvert? Right. Well, I will tell you a secret. I don't know. I've never even said this anywhere before. I can't, I don't like to see myself in pictures and on screen. I don't, I don't know. It's like cringe. Like, I can't, I can't, I don't look at them. <laughs> I know that, that sounds weird. I know, right? I mean, it, yeah. it's interesting that you said that, but I've heard it before, but you know, like, yeah, it's. I know that sounds crazy because it's my career, but yeah, nah. I, I, I'm like, oh god, I can't look at it. I, I can't look at it. So, so you're one of those people. Uh, you don't, you know, you do the take, and if your producer or director's like, hey, that was a good take. All right, I believe you. I don't need to see it. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to look. I don't want to look. <laughs> that's that's interesting. Yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's. It's like painstaking to look at it. I don't know. I just can't. I'm too shy or I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like it's like, um, cause I'm so humble and so like grounded down to earth. And like, I just feel like it's a little like vanity in a way, but, but it's my career. So I, I, you know, I do these things, but I don't know. It just seems kind of cheesy sometimes. So I'm like, I don't, I don't really want to look at those pictures, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, you got to have a good group around you that you can trust because, you know, they, they could be lying to you and saying, oh, that was a great take and then you fumbled some words or something like that. So, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, to kind of stay on that, the Playboy topic. So did have you seen at all the uh, the documentary that just came out, um, Secrets of Playboy? Have you seen it at all? You know yes, of course. Yeah, okay. I, saw it. I saw it. Yeah. So like yeah. with you working with the company and being affiliated with Playboy, like what were your thoughts about the documentary and just kind of, I'm just kind of interested to know your perspective, right? Because obviously majority of the people that were on there were talking about, you know, the crazy and evil crap that was going on at Playboy. But then there was also some people that were like, yeah, I know you're talking to these other people, but that wasn't my experience. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, this is what happened to me and I enjoyed it and, whatever the case may be. So I'm just interested to know your thoughts because obviously you're still working for them and still affiliated with them. So, you know, what's your perspective about it? Right. Yeah, I did watch that. It was very interesting. Um, I mean, I would never want to discount anyone's experience or what they went through or anything like that. Um, I just fell into the opportunity and it was there and I, I felt good about it and I took it and it's opened a lot of doors for me. And um, my experience is just a little different and it's changed. It's not the same. It's not like how it was before. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, that is a great question. That's a great question. I mean, I think every, everything has a story to tell and um, you know, um, you know, what's even crazier is that I think it was back in 2000, I don't know, nine or 10. And I actually went to the Playboy mansion when it was still all that stuff going on. And so just like coming back to now, you know, I never thought that I would be in this position, you know, but I remember like the mansion and that experience and what that was like, and it was good for me. I, I didn't see anything um, that was bad, but again, you know, everybody's experience is different. And um, 
yeah. It, it, at any rate, it's very historical and um, of, of, of American culture, you know? Yeah, and that's especially when you just think about, like, brand recognition, right? Like, you mm -hmm. could put the Playboy Bunny up there with, like, you know, the Coke symbol and, pep, you know, all these other famous brands, and people know what it is without you trying to give them a history mm -hmm. lesson about it. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> things have changed. You know, there's obviously new ownership and mm -hmm. a lot of things have changed. So, like, if you can, can you kind of give us a little bit of tidbits, like, maybe what the company internally was like kind of saying about this and just like, what were their thoughts about it? Like what were kind of some of the rumblings in the, in the right. building? Well, I didn't hear from the people that I know that I'm surrounded with. I didn't hear anyone say anything. So I wouldn't really know. Um, I know there's a lot of talk on social media and stuff like that, but um, just me personally, I don't know. I, I, no one's really saying anything about it. So I don't know. Um, it's pretty just chill, you know? Okay, yeah. gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, Bella, we got a couple more here for you, and then we got a question game that we do to um, have a little bit of fun with our guests here. So oh, I'm sure that you, you've you um, gotten the question on, you know, who in entertainment that you want to work with, but that's probably like a, a stock question that you get all the time. But what I'm, I'm I guess I'm interested in, and my brother was alluding to it is, everyone needs like a support group. So who are some of the people that you can count on to give you like an encouraging word to keep you going or just to reassure you when you having a moment of like doubt, like I'm not sure if this is good enough. Who, who is your, you know, your support group? Right. <clears throat> well, I would say my support group first is my spiritual connection to God. And that's who I always go to first. Um, I meditate a lot. So, um, and then um, I have really, I have a, I have a best friend that's like my rock. Um, you know, I have family um, that's, you know, stand by me and they're looking for me to win. And so, yeah, um, you know, I just have great people around me and um, I think that helps. So, yeah. And so you said um, in Hollywood or you said an actor who I want to work with or? Well, I, I was saying that you probably get asked that question a lot about who you want to work with because people want you to like name names, but I was more interested in the people who are within your inner circle right. who are your, your motivators. Because you could say, well, you know, I really like Denzel Washington as an actor, but you might have a cousin who really just has your back all the time or, or something like that, you know? So yeah. I feel like that personal part of it is more, would be more uh, interesting to find out. Yeah, yeah. I'll just say my best friend and I have some family that are really supportive of me. So, yeah. Nice. That's, that's good to know. Like I said, that you had that group to give you that, that kick. Cause we all need that one, you know, that one kick to keep us going sometimes when we feeling, you know, down and out or complacent. So, um, and speaking about your information is if we missed anything, like, my brother mentioned the upcoming project that you talked about, but any other social media that we missed or anything that you want to give voice to, if you could please just let us know about. Um, <clears throat> I just want to, um, I guess I'll say with my project Ugly, um, how it is with colorism, I just want to let like, you know, black women know, you know, if you're light skinned, that's okay, don't feel bad. If you're dark skinned, that's okay, don't feel bad about your skin tone. And I just want to keep that conversation going and you're not ugly. And I just want to, you know, put that out there that I, that um, I'm just, a, I, I think the black community needs to heal with that. So 
and we could just keep that going. Check out Ugly. Um, we It's a pilot, but we're going to put it into a movie. So I'm really excited about that. <laughs> so that's the first time I'm mentioning that as well. So this is a lot of first time on the show. <laughs> I am, so, um, I, we're with it, you know, glad that you're putting that out there and glad you feel comfortable enough, you know, to let that information go here. You know, we're, we're appreciative of that. You are now listening to The Radio Show. Sabari, is there kind of a, uh, like a checklist that you go through before you like finish a song? Like, is there a set of requirements or things that you're looking for that you're satisfied with uh, before you finish a song? Because, you know, I feel like every artist has like their own mindset on how they want their song to sound like or, or feel like. So do you have like that kind of checklist for your own self? Yeah, my checklist is make sure that shit slap. No, I ain't sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make sure that shit slap. I'm making sure that motherfucker slap in the car, studio, everywhere. I'm just trying to make sure that damn thing sits there and sound good to the listeners. You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. So what we got here is um, a little game we do. It's called Don't At Me. And basically what that is, is like... Um, we present you with a question where um, I use a, let's use an example, even though probably somebody like you wouldn't even eat this stuff, but I ask you, who do you like better, McDonald's or Burger King? And you'd be like, oh, it's Burger King. And then say, don't at me. But she's like, I don't eat that stuff. But I'm I saying, don't, yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm like, oh, shoot. Oh, me, shoot. <laughs> I don't know if I can get no, it. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> right. so, okay. But yeah, so ba- basically, it's just uh, about whichever choice that you would have. Like you're on Instagram, you'd be like, oh, well, Coke or Pepsi, I drink Coke. Don't at me. And you just say your answer and then say, don't at me at the end. And that's pretty much it. And then we'll okay. go from there. I hope I can do this right. <laughs> okay. No, you got okay. this. All right, okay. so we're going to go with the first one here. Okay. All right, so Bella, when you're out in a restaurant uh, and you get the menu, which do you prefer? How are they doing it now? Will you scan the menu or would you rather a traditional laminated menu in your hand? Which one prefer? Traditional menu. Think so? Yeah. Say, don't, I don't want to scan nothing. Just, no. I want to hold it in my hand. Yeah, I want to. I want to feel something. We don't. Want, we don't feel anymore. I want to feel. I like to feel. It, it makes me know I'm alive. Yeah. Right, so she she wants to look to see whether or not she wants the fajitas or yes. nachos. It just depends. Yes. All right. So <laughs> easy, man. Restaurant menus, man. You want to scan the menu or the regular traditional paper laminated. Now, now with Bella, you should have known she was going to say paper because you know she's writing the scripts on. Pen and That's paper, true. So, you know, That's true. Can't can't forget about that. Uh, for me, to be honest with you, I'm really I'm I'm vibing with the with the scanning menu. I think it's convenient, and I ain't got to touch nothing because COVID's still around. So uh, I'm gonna go with scanning. Don't have it. All right, for sure. All right, for me, um, yeah, it's the same thing with me, bro. If I ain't got to touch it, I'm gonna go ahead. And scan it, but I'm gonna take it a step further. I'm one of these people where I've already scouted the menu before I've shown up to the place. I already know what I want before I even look at it already. Right. So that's that's a level of fat that you can't even have, and that's what I'm doing. Don't have me on that. All right, so Bella, here's the next one here. Okay. Um, is the word emails grammatically incorrect? Yes or no? What? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> this is great. Um. <laughs> oh god. Oh my god, this is crazy. Oh, okay, I think it's grammatically correct. Oh god. 
Okay, she says she thinks it's grammatically mm-hmm. correct. Easy, ma'am. <laughs> Is the word emails grammatically correct? Yes or no? I mean, at my job, I, I use emails sometimes. Like, I say it in emails. No pun intended. So I guess I'll say yes. I haven't been corrected on it, so I'll say yes. Uh, don't add me. Um, yeah. But, okay. So look at it like this. So when, when you get home, do you go, like, hey, I got to walk out to go to the mailbox so I can check the mails. You know, I got to go <laughs> grab the mails. You know? So I'm... To me, I'm gonna say it's grammatically incorrect, even though Microsoft will let you type it and it won't give you the squiggly lines if you put it. But if you think about it, you know, I sent him an email or I gotta go through all these emails. I'm, I'm gonna just say that all right. it's not grammatically correct. First time ever on the show. We're doing some research. I'm Googling it. Did you Google okay, it? Okay, he's Googling it. I think it's correct because, I think because the fact that it starts with a vial, with a vowel, I don't know. It might there might be a rule that that says you can say it like that. It could be, or then most people who watch this say to hell with whether it's grammatically correct or not. I'm saying it regardless. <laughs> but now I'm interested to know. So my brother's googling it. Oh, so here's the okay. Hold so on, I, hold on, bro. I I here's the please stand. Here's the please stand by. And when we come back, Easy will let us know about that. <laughs> Okay, on Google, from Writer's Digest, email is the plural form of email, much like mail is the plural form of mail. When discussing email in a general sense, as in, I've gotten a lot of email. Sorry, I read the talk over that was wrong. So when discussing email in a general sense, period, as in, I've gotten a lot of email. So there you go. Oh no, so, I was wrong. So for once in my life, I'm right and it's documented. All right. And you know hold what? On, this, hold on, there's more. Oh, Emails is the plural form of email when you get into specific numbers, as in, I've received 10 emails from him this morning. So so I guess you're half right because the way you were talking about email, you wouldn't say emails, you would say email. But if you put a number on it, a figure, then you have to use email. (laughs) This has to be the longest explanation for a don't at me question we've ever done. It's crazy, but you, I wonder if you put a dash, you know, if you put an E and then a dash, would that do anything? Does that So according to Grammarly, either way is correct. Cause that's the Ah. article clicked on first. So we'll just put this right there, the more you know. Yes. So, and now what we're gonna do is we're gonna make the word grammatically, the word of the night. So we're gonna put that up on the screen there, the definition. So grammatically, actually grammatically correct are the words of the night. They're right up there for you to take a look at. There you go. I I never thought that one would would spark debate. All right, so Bella, let's go with the next one here. Um, Which do you like to use more, a tablet or a laptop? She's probably gonna just say it's a pencil. Don't at me. But which one would you like to use more? You rather have a you know a tablet handheld, or you rather have a laptop? Um, neither. <laughs> do I say? Do I say you don't at me after I say neither? Yes. Yes. What to do? Yeah. 
whatever it is, it's neither. It's probably a pencil and a pad. Easy, man. Which which is your preference, man? A tablet or a laptop? I hate to do this to you, bro, but it just depends on the situation. <laughs> you in this nuanced context. Please elaborate. Well, like, there's some things that I just rather do on a laptop, like like on being on Zoom right now, you know, doing this interview. I'd rather be on a laptop. Whereas like a tablet, if I'm just trying to play a game or use it as my phone, then obviously I'll I'll be on the tablet. So it just depends on the situation. All right. And that's cool, my thing. Cool. <laughs> All right. The more the more you know. There's a no. All right. So for me, tablet or laptop, um, I mean, you can't go wrong with either. Uh, I'm gonna go with a laptop though. I spend more time on it, and I'm a little bit biased. But my laptop, I can fold it out and turn it into a tablet, so I kind of got the best of both worlds with that one. So I'm gonna go with laptop on that one. Don't at me. All right, but we got two more here for you. Um, here's the next one here. Um, okay. You listening to music? Gonna go with '90s R&B or today's R&B? '90s R&B. Yes. What? What? Yes. There's no debate on that. No. Genuine. <laughs> Come on, we grew, we grew up on it. <laughs> yes, yes. Easy. I still listen the to it. Mm -hmm. It's the best. It's the Easy, best. Man. Like half of the half of the kids are were made from that, from the Generation Z. Factual <laughs> information. No lie detector right there. <laughs> so, so yes, what's up, man? Nineties uh, R and B or today's R and B? Uh, yes, don't at me. What the? Get out. Wait, what? He can't choose. He, he's, it's, it's he's... yes. It's both, they're both great. No. It's 90s R&B, it's not even close. You gotta search so hard for the right ones in this one, but back in the 90s, you didn't have to search. It came oh. and found you. And yeah. I wanna say for the record, that some of you kids out there are not used to having somebody talk in the middle of the song and it shows and you need to have more of that in there. You know, the guy breaking it down in the middle of the song, hey girl, you know, blah, blah, blah. You got to have that, they don't have that no more and they need more of that, all right? So it's 90s R&B, don't have All right, so Bella, we got the last one here for you. Okay. Um, this spark a debate too, but here's the last one. You've posted something to social media. Is it okay to like your own social media post? Yes or no? Yes. <laughs> yes. I know. Please. I do it. I do no. it. Somebody Please else. say don't at me afterwards. I, I need my brother to hear this. Please tell him Absolutely. don't at me. Don't at me. Please. Yes. <laughs> yes, man. You, you trying to start? You trying to start beef? And that's just. Is it okay to like your own social media post? I would no. love to know your answer. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not okay because. You're posting it. You're resharing the content, whatever it is, right? If you're posting it, uh, resharing it, there's no need for you to like it because if you didn't like it, you wouldn't post it. You wouldn't put it on your page. There's no need for you to like it because your endorsement is you pressing the post button or the reshare button on it. And that's my stance on it. So you, you, well, uh, don't act. Well, I'm gonna ask you on this one because it is okay to like your own social media posts. No, it's not. And the not. reason why I say that it's is not. because- You have other friends that can like your posts. That's what they're but, there for. He, okay, so have, here's the thing. Even on Facebook, yeah, I get it. 
You got like it's your on, own post. <laughs> it's on your page, yeah. It's like, you can ask somebody who's running for an office. They got to vote. They're going to vote for themselves. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're going to vote <laughs> for themselves. Yeah, but they have to to try to win the race. Yeah. You ain't, so, ain't got to like your own post to win the race. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. My uh, thing yeah, is that yeah, I feel like, it, I feel like somebody gotta like it, even if it's. But you. they will. Other people will. But if I don't like it, who else gonna do it? I gotta <laughs> like me. Hold on, hold on. If you don't like it, you're not gonna post it. Period. Um, sometimes I post them like I don't know if I should post that, and then. But, I'm the, like, but you let the people decide, or you delete it. But you still like it regardless, though. Yeah, whether you, you don't or not. There like it. it is. There's no need for you to like it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You, it, it has to start with would you, you. Would you really post something that you didn't think favorably of? Like, yeah, you might have questions about. Ah, I don't know if that's the right thing to post, but you thought highly enough of it to post it because the whole. And I thought highly enough to hit the like button on it too. No, that is what <laughs> other people are supposed to do. Well, you outnumbered on this one, bro. It's okay, two to one. No, no, okay, okay. I'm going to say this and then I'm done with it. <laughs> you can't be in the same group as I can like my own post, but get mad at the person that posts the same selfie every day. Because it's literally the same thing. Oh, no. You're not the same. You, you, no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's the same form of, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for, but it's the same form of like, it's the same habit. You, 16 doesn't like when Joe Blow posts the same selfie of himself every day. And I'm not saying the same picture, but like the same mm -hmm. pose. They might be in a mm -hmm. different outfit. They might be in a different background. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't like when that person posts the same type of selfie every day. But I mean, yeah, you're okay with like your own post. I'm not gonna lie. I don't like when people post the same self either, and their whole Instagram is the same pose. I'm like, what the heck? But it's, it's like, <laughs> but it's the yes. same liking your own stuff. But you don't know. You don't know what day it is. But I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> say this though. You know, you may not, you know, like the fact that you know somebody who posts their stuff likes their own posts. But I will tell you one thing that we did like, and that was playing "Don't At Me" with Bella Maori on the <laughs> aftermath. She did a great job playing around with us debating stuff, especially that email thing, man. I didn't know that was going to turn into something, but it did. You are now listening to The Radio Show. Like I said, somebody just go out there and check on Jane Girl Jones and let me know if I need to Uber him some juice or some soup or something. I, I'm glad to do why, why it. Why you sending that man some juice like he can't eat solid food? Like, let me send him some <laughs> Like he in a nursing home or something. <laughs> You're listening to The Radio Show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. We appreciate you, you know, coming on, being so open with your answers and just, you know, giving us different ways to look at things, explaining your story and just letting uh, black women know that, you know, you have, you know, purpose and meaning and that there's more out there for you. And it's so good that you're out there pushing for that. It's very inspiring and uh, looking forward to hearing more about your story as time goes on. Thank you. I always felt like I always say, you can write a book and you can take your shirt off at the same time. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I mean, like, just, just based on everything you got going on, like, your your life is definitely, like, the definition of living my best life. Like, you're getting your PhD, you're modeling, you're doing filmmaking and writing. Like, you know, you're just taking care of everything. That's what's up. Thank no, you. it's definitely nice. And 
If you want to see more of this lovely face that you see here, uh, just head over to Instagram and follow at Bella.Mayori. All right, we're going to put it all on the screen for you to see it. You. The Playboy affiliate site is Centerfold. Just check her out, centerfold.com slash Bella Mayori. And her website is bellamayori.com. Bella, you are outstanding. We're so happy to talk to you. And, you know, we just look forward to, you know, other conversations with you in the future, for sure. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. You guys are great. Two brilliant Black men. I really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. We appreciate that. Thank you. We're just trying to return that energy to you, a beautiful Black queen. We definitely appreciate it. Thank you. You are now listening to The Radio Show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the radio show. There is only one radio show, and this is it. You're listening to the radio show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right, Easy, we are back on the aftermath. We just got done talking to Bella Mayori. Man, she has such a great story. She's trying to inspire young queens out there, man. How you feeling about talking to Bella? Uh, it was a great conversation, man. You know, she's really, like I said earlier, got a lot of things going on. I mean, who do you know is taping, writing, recording movies, you know, acting, modeling, and getting her PhD? She's doing all of that and still finds a way to still find time to come talk to us. So, a uh, great interview. Hope everybody enjoys it. Um, we definitely enjoy talking to her. Yes, yes, we did. And just make sure to give her a follow on everything. All right, she's on Instagram at Bella.Mayori. We're going to put that up on the screen there for you. The Playboy affiliate site is centerfold.com. Go to centerfold.com slash Bella Mayori. And then she has her website. That's Bellamayori.com. She's more than just a pretty face. She's got a lot behind all that, as you just saw. Please go give her a listen, a watch, a follow, whatever you can do. It's all appreciated. It all counts. Now, for the other part of that, if you want to be a guest on the radio show, just send us an email to radio show inbox at gmail.com, or you can send us a text, 678-800-1677. We look forward to hearing from you, hearing your feedback, all that stuff. Hit us up. We definitely want to hear from you. All right. So easy, man. Appreciate the time spent with you. Definitely appreciate Bella for coming through, telling her story, being a great guest. And we just I keep saying it, man. We're going to keep dropping these. We're going to keep dropping them bringing you more content, more entertainment. So thank you so much. And, uh, you know, stay tuned for more. Catch y'all later. Yes. And I don't know how we did, how we let her get away with this. Oh, no. Um, What are you getting your PhD? Philosophy. How much longer do you have? I'm in my last year. I'm, I'm getting ready to start doing my field research and I'm going to do a documentary for it. So that's awesome. Like <laughs> you said that earlier and I was like, I got to ask her about that. And then I just yeah. kind of forgot about it. And I was like, yeah. wait, hold up. I didn't ask her about that. So obviously that is not an easy task at no. all. No. Um, I've thought about it, but I'm like, eh, I don't like writing like that, but you love writing. So mm-hmm. that makes sense while you're doing it. So what have you enjoyed about the experience so far of getting your PhD? Are you doing it because, like, there's a purpose behind it? Or you just want to be called doctor? Like, you know, there's people <clears throat> in different buckets on that. Okay. No, I just want to write. And, and I felt like at the PhD level, I can reach even more people. I can reach academia 
and, and the things that I want to say and, and, and issues about Black people and Black women and Black community, but you can do it on a scholarly level. And so that's what I wanted to do is for, to get it out that way. Um, but also, um, I mean, of course, it's a prestigious degree, but I just enjoy doing research and scholarship and, um, yeah, I just have a lot of shit to say. <laughs> so um, I thought that would be a good way to do it. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, I, I just wanted to get that question out 